Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Today's episode, we're going to talk about singing in clubs versus stadiums, adapting vocal performance to venue size. Whether or not you've ever thought about it, the stage you're on should matter to your performance choices. I've had several students this summer who've done their debut stadium performances before crowds of thousands, opening for a major act or in a multi-artist event. If you're listening to this, guys, I'm so proud of you and happy to see you out there sailing in bigger fields. And of course, I'm very proud of the veteran artists that I work with who are headlining in those big venues. They all started out, as is usually the case, by learning to master club and small stage performances. But what works in small venues doesn't always work in larger ones and vice versa. Here are some differences to consider when preparing for a different size venue than your voice is used to. First of all, the set list. It should go without saying that in choosing your set list, you need to create your mix of ballads, up-tempos, covers, originals, and any radio singles that you're promoting according to the venue size and the theme of the event. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this post on that bit of common sense, but of course it matters a ton. So now let's move on to physicality. For all stage performances, it's helpful to remember that people have come for an experience. Your body language or physicality is a major part of how they experience you. For small stage, I like to think of small stage performance as film acting. Small movements, a subtle lift of one eyebrow or a hand gesture, can communicate amazingly different things. Even a small stage needs your physical body and face to be flexible and communicative instead of stiff and still. But if you move too much, throw your hands and arms around in big grand gestures and reach out for the audience, you may actually repel the audience instead. In smaller clubs, it can feel like you're space invading and performing at instead of to people with too much physicality. Get it just right by noticing how your movement is affecting the people that you can see. Use their reactions and responses to change what you're doing appropriately. Now let's talk about large stage with physicality. I like to think of large stage performance as theater acting. Subtle movements are easily missed and lost on the audience, even if you're up there on the big screens of stadiums and amphitheaters. Move in larger gestures. Don't pace like a caged tiger all the time, but do move to different parts of the stage and address the one heart of the audience in different sections. Spend time connecting to the left side of the crowd, then the right. Time with the front and then use large hand and arm movements to acknowledge the back of the crowd. If there are people there, turn to the balcony for a moment. Magnifying your natural body language. Make every move confident, natural, but purposeful, not frantic. 
Now let's move to the third subject that should be changed for different size venues. Let's talk about psychology. For all stages, your thinking or performance mindset needs to be clearly focused like a laser beam on authentically communicating. Both the song lyrics and the audience should matter and figure into your thinking. Sing to the heart the lyrics are written to for the listening audience. What you focus your mind on will affect how well you occupy the venue with your stage presence and what response you get from the crowd. So let's start with a small stage. Your mindset on a small stage should be dictated by your read of the degree of intimacy of the room. If it's a listening club, for instance, you can and should look at people and interact with appropriate smiles and short conversations. Effective small venue performers have always done things like ask where everyone is from and are they enjoying the city or the food, anything to develop that instant personal connection with individuals. Make sure that what you say is truly applicable to the people present. If your stage banter sounds too rehearsed or goes on too long or isn't appropriate to the situation, you're either going to get no response or a negative one. If it's a noisy bar or restaurant, you'll have to connect with more up-tempo music, maybe do more covers. When you sing an intimate ballad in a noisy room, you'll just need to imagine there's somebody listening to you so you can go into the movie scene confidently and talk to the invisible heart the song is written to. Sometimes this quietness creates a compelling magnet that does pull some listeners in from the external noise to you, the performer. But whatever you do, don't perform numbly or disengaged just because it looks like no one's listening. That will create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now let's talk about psychology on the large stage. Your mindset for large venue performing needs to be clearly focused before you walk on stage. To occupy the venue with enough magnetic stage presence, take a moment or 10 to mentally send your presence out to all corners of the crowd, all corners of the venue, as you wait for your introduction. If you're behind a curtain, take a peek to see the crowd and then pre-own them in your mind. This is not an ego trip. It's a job description. Remember that the crowd wants you to take control of their experience. If you are or become famous, this is going to be easier to do because you do it multiple times and this stage presence gets to be second nature. But even then, don't ever take the crowd for granted. It's not nice. And what goes up usually comes down when carelessness sets in. And really, how hard is it to love those who love and sustain you and your career? If you're not famous, you need to understand that the crowd doesn't know you or your original songs and not expect them to. Fame is its own magnet. And even if you perform better than anyone else, you still have to work harder and smarter to create a performance that garners a good crowd response. So let humility protect your psychological confidence. I know that sounds like, uh, like a paradox, but it's true. Don't expect anything 
And then anything they give you just boosts your confidence more rather than makes you resentful or guarded. Then walk on stage like you've got nothing to lose and like you own the place. Always, always with grace and thoughtfulness to the stage crew, but also with that ironclad confidence and focus. I mean, after all, you have rehearsed like crazy, right? The bottom line is, if you perform in different sized venues, you need to be a good shapeshifter. Extend, adapt, and commit your presence physically and psychologically to occupy whatever the venue is. Like a round hole in a square peg, the wrong shape in the wrong place just doesn't work. If you need to brush up on your stage vocals, be sure and hit me up for an in-office or Skype vocal lesson. You can contact me by email, judy at judyrodman.com. If you like this podcast, consider going over to iTunes and subscribing, and also please leave a review. Your review would encourage me and also help get this podcast out to more people that need to hear it. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. This is Judy Rodman. Thanks again for joining me on All Things Vocal. I can get you. Trust me, I can fix you. Right.